Joining us as always on the Sunday Fast Break is former Atlantic Trent Meacham and a lot of Illinois games to cover this week. Most recently, I guess we'll start with that win at Wisconsin, a big one for Illinois, and I think it said just a lot of good things about where this team is headed. Well, big week, yeah, and especially with that Io DeSumo, they had a great effort there against Nebraska, but then to come out and play a Wisconsin team on senior night, they have about 10 seniors. They've been there forever. <laughs> a very, very good team. You know, Big Ten champs last year. Returned everybody. And then without Io, I thought this team just played very, very well. Andre Corbello once again controlled the game. 17.7 rebounds. Uh, really a team effort. Defensively holding Wisconsin to 35, 36% shooting. So very, very big game. Key game coming down the stretch to win a road game against a very good opponent without your star player was was terrific for Illinois. Right, and I think that can be a positive in a way, and maybe not having Io allows other players to shine. So I guess I'll ask you that. How did other players get the chance here to step up without Io in the mix? You can look at anything, you know, a couple different ways. And we, I think we said before this season, you know, who handles adversity the best? is going to thrive and be at the best point to, to make a deep run in these tournaments. And here's Illinois without their best player is down. It gives these guys, especially Andre Curbelo, Adam Miller, an opportunity to step up. And, and both those guys were elite, were big-time performances against Nebraska for both of them, uh, then against Wisconsin as well. Andre Curbelo flirted with the triple-double against Nebraska. Mm -hmm. You know, it was really, really good. If some guys would have made some shots, he would have had that triple-double. Then again against Wisconsin, a veteran-laden team. I thought Corbella was, uh, was, was terrific. I thought he figured something out about midway through that Michigan State game. He really struggled there. Uh, the, as a team, Illinois was struggling. And then on Tuesday night, he picked up his pressure defensively, really became disruptive as a defender, made simpler plays on offense. You know, he's a, a magician with the ball, and he right. tries to, he's so creative. But I just think you don't have to, you don't have to try. You don't have to force it. Basketball will put you in situations where that creativity will just have to come out. And I thought he made quick decisions, simpler decisions, and was he was fantastic midway through that Michigan State game and then the next two games this past week. Now, sometimes it gets him into a little bit of trouble with the turnovers. That was a big issue against Wisconsin. But do you think those are maybe just some of the growing pains of a freshman, or you know, is that a big issue that just really needs to be corrected here? As a team, turnovers were, were not good against Nebraska and Wisconsin. And I think that's a, a thing that they need to clean up if they're going to beat better teams. Because th both those teams didn't capitalize quite like Michigan will or, or Ohio State this, this week will. So that's a big key, not only for Curbelo, but for the whole team. You just got to make simpler plays. Move that ball, make the easy play, and then you'll get more quality shots. And so keep it simple. All right, you do that, you're going to put yourself in a great position. Now, DeMonte Williams has been stepping up again. You know, we've seen a little bit more from him than maybe we saw in this last maybe three weeks. But how important is DeMonte Williams for this team? Yeah, he's been very good. He always brings the effort, okay? And you love those guys that, that bring effort every night. He's undersized every night, but he never backs down. But I was a, a little bit disappointed. There's been some games he's played 25, 30 minutes, not taking one shot. And here's a guy that's shooting 55% from the three. You want him... Um, being aggressive, being confident, not hesitating with those shots. And so he was very good against Nebraska, against Wisconsin. You know, even, even against Nebraska, got in there, got into the paint, made some floaters, right hand, left hand. We haven't seen that in four years. Uh, yeah. But, of course, he always brings the defensive effort. But to him, for him to be able to step out, extend that floor, make some shots, he made a key one down the stretch against Wisconsin that really helped uh, kind of 
uh, put the, the, the final nail in that game. Sure, and DeMonte Williams, of course, outstanding against Wisconsin. Let's take a look maybe a little bit what, uh, what he did against the Badgers on Saturday. There's a few things I love about this play. First, Adam Miller. Okay, he's been a catch-and-shoot guy for most of, most, most of the season. And here he is attacking the basket. That cross-court pass is not easy. The other thing that's important to notice is, is watch how much attention Kofi Coburn commands. Look at all the players. You got four players, five players from Wisconsin in the paint because of Kofi Coburn, and there's DeMonte Williams stepping up, making the shot. And a big one here, too, from Kofi Coburn. I mean, we got all this ball movement going on here, Trent. Yeah, that's key for this team. I said simple yeah. plays. When that ball pops around the, the perimeter inside out, that's when you get better quality shots. So Andre Corbello skipped past to DeMonte Williams. There's no wasted movement. He's right to Trent Frazier, and then – I thought our bigs, both Georgie and Kofi Coburn, were terrific in sealing their defenders. You do that, it's, it's easy for them once they catch a deep, especially for Kofi. I mean, it's, it's over if he catches the ball in the paint. Yeah, and I, I'm excited for where this team is is headed because they have uh, two really big games coming up next. I know these are the ones that you're excited about. We've talked about it just all season that they need a win against a physical team like Michigan, Ohio State. What are the biggest keys that they can maybe go into this game with? Yeah, we've talked about this. I've kind of probably a broken record. Okay, I <laughs> want to see Illinois. Okay, I want to see this team beat a physical, tough team. Once again, Michigan State kind of out-toughed them, out-physicaled them. You know, there was maybe a, a dirty player or two in there, but, but Michigan State credit them. They really played hard. Illinois struggle with those teams that are athletic, that have some length. All right, now this week, two big opponents. Michigan, I, I think they're the best team in the Big Ten right now. I think they're in that category with Gonzaga and Baylor, which we've talked about is, is one and two in the nation all season. Just a terrific team. They're, they're pieces. And, again, they have those big wings that Illinois can uh, have trouble with. When I think of Franz Wagner, Shondi Brown, Isaiah Livers, great players. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how Illinois, um, how they fight, how they compete against a team like Michigan and Ohio State. At, at this time, I don't know if we know Ayo DeSumo's his availability, but right. if he's not there, it just gives these other guys another opportunity to step up. And I think here, here you are heading down to the end of the season. This is all about gaining confidence. And if they could get a win against one of these teams, that's really the final thing they haven't shown this year, to beat a team such as Michigan or Ohio State. And there's no question they have the capability of doing so. So I'm excited. These are you know two really quality opponents. Here we are into March. Um, and just a great opportunity for this team to take that final step before the tournaments. Sure, let's go back to that Michigan State loss a little bit because, like you mentioned, it was maybe more of a physical fight than they were expecting. Can they use that as a learning lesson as they prepare for probably the two biggest regular season games coming up? I think they need to. I, I thought Illinois came to play a basketball game. I thought Michigan State came, mm -hmm. came to pick a fight and were physical. They used up all their fouls, especially on Kofi Coburn. And that's kind of the formula to beat this Illinois team. You know, when they roll out the best perimeter player, the best post player pretty much every night, you got to be physical. And if you're not physical, it's going to be a long night for that opponent. So hopefully they can learn a, a lesson. Like I mentioned, I thought Andre Curbelo really learned a message uh, that game, learned a lesson. He just simplified things, played a little bit harder, uh, was disruptive on defense, um, was a kind of a little pest out there, you know, uh, got some deflections, got some steals, got on the ground. And that's that, um, that level of competitiveness, intensity, you have to have 
uh, to beat a team like Michigan State, like Ohio State, that they'll see this upcoming week. Right, and Ayodusimu's status is still up in the air at this point. Of course, we've seen that Illinois can succeed without him, but when it comes down to Michigan and Ohio State, how important would it be to maybe have him back in the lineup? Well, you'd love to have, you know, possibly the National Player of the Year back in your lineup. I think this little pause for Io could be a good thing, though. Okay. Not just for these other players to have to step up, and not even for next season. Obviously, that, that could give them some confidence heading into the Big Ten NCAA tournament. But for Io, you know, he, he's so much has been on his shoulders. Can this be a time for him to kind of even step back, observe, maybe uh, become reinvigorated? I don't know if he needed it, okay? But I just know he's had a lot on his plate all year there's been a lot of pressure he's exceeded the expectations i think we all had i didn't know if he could top last season and he has so for him to set out a few games you know thankfully it's not a knee it's not an ankle i don't think it's something that will hinder him coming into march and we'd love to see him back because what i want to see is i want to see a top illinois at their peak playing michigan at their peak and so Iowa might might be a little rusty this next game right. i think it's a great opportunity this week but the biggest thing for me is can this team kind of round into form? Can they gain that, that rhythm back, which I think Iowa will get right away, but they have, have being in confidence heading into especially the NCAA tournament? Yeah, do you think this rhythm that they're on right now is sustainable in a sense? I mean, doing it without Io, kind of getting these ugly wins, I mean, it, it hasn't been easy for them. So is that sustainable in the long run? Well, I think you need Io back if right. you really want to make that push, and I think he will be back. Uh, you know, oftentimes when a star player goes out, that first game back, the team can really come together and, and have a great performance, kind of play a, a, above maybe their capabilities. Mm -hmm. They did that against Nebraska, but then they turn around, did it again on the road against Wisconsin. But here, you're going to need this team firing on all cylinders if they want to make a Final Four run like they've been talking about. So that's going to be key. Everybody healthy, everybody in rhythm. And if they have that, they have all the tools, all the pieces to beat anybody. Any Final predictions for this last stretch of the regular season. What's Illinois' record heading into these last two? Oh, man. I, you know, <laughs> some of that we know now. is, is, is Io playing. I, right. I think Illinois will probably go one and one this week. I think they're going to okay. pick up one of these games against Michigan or against Ohio State. You know, every team kind of goes through some struggles. You know, uh, Michigan just hammered Iowa. And then Iowa today uh, won on the road against Ohio State. That's part of playing in the Big Ten. It's part of being, you know, just in a long season. I think Illinois will probably, probably go one and one this week. And then I think the biggest thing is just to build on it. Whether you're 2-0, whether you're 0-2, whether you're 1-1, to build on this heading into the Big Ten tournament, NCAA tournament, rhythm, uh, firing all, on all cylinders, like we said. And, and this team has the potential, like I said, to beat anybody. And it's just getting in rhythm at the right time. Yeah. And I want to end just asking you about the big picture for this team because showing that they can win without Io, I think bodes really well for the future of this team and just how well the freshmen and some of the younger players have been in this stretch. Yeah. So big picture in terms of like even beyond this season. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's been a great uh, confidence booster and really for the fans to see those two players in particular, Andre Curbelo, Adam Miller. I'm also very high on Coleman Hawkins and what he can provide yeah. in the future. I think that's great to see because you're, you're looking at potentially losing two All-Americans, two, you know, kind of the pillars of your team in Io DeSumo, Kofi Coburn after the season. We'll see what happens. Uh, but the last couple of games has, has really given me a lot of optimism moving forward. And I think the way this coaching staff has put the team together, how they've recruited, um, I have a lot of uh, just a lot of hope a lot of optimism in this ball club, in this, in this um, 
uh, program, you know, headed towards the future. And listen, if Curbelo was close to a triple-double and Io DeSumo was the first Illini to get two here in his junior year, I think the future is bright. They'll be, they'll be all right in the future. The, the, I. The, I, I think the future is very bright. I think that yeah. when, you know, when you think of the future, the, the culture that's being built here yeah. um, is something that's, uh, that Illini fans should be excited about. All right. Well, Trent, thank you so much, as always, for joining us. Two more regular season games, and we'll continue to cover uh, Illinois basketball as they head on into the postseason, the Big Ten tournament, and the NCAA tournament. We'll keep you updated every step of the way. Trent, thank you, as always. Thanks.